Hello, welcome to AOD. The following is an incomplete and in no particular order list of stages of the awakening. If somebody has sent you this podcast, it is because they know your secret. Hi, how long has it been? Who cares? Uh, well, here's the, here's the deal. We are apparently going to hit the accelerator in the old mass awakening process over the course of the next 18 months. You are finally, those of you who have been doing this for a while, going to get the satisfaction of watching people around you come aboard. So... Here is a list of stages of the awakening. It doesn't go the same way for everybody. It is a choice. You get to decide how this process happens. Some people are up in the airplane of unconsciousness and they are like, please land the plane. I would like some fresh fruit brought to me. I would like to be escorted off the plane gently into a cushy hotel room of consciousness. I would like everything to be easy peasy. And that is their choice. That is people who are like, I don't know how I woke up. I just know it now. Other people are like, I would like to jump from the airplane. I would like my parachute to malfunction halfway down I would like to spin out and almost not make it and then skid in to the awakening. It is really up to how adventurous the soul is. I personally, my avatar is jealous of the people who push the snooze button until the last couple of years. That's actually a much smarter way of doing it. If you have a tendency to feel superior to people who have not completed their awakening process yet, uh, there's a chance that you're a dum-dum and you did it 
prematurely, which isn't always a good thing, you know. Anyway, here's a list of stages in no particular order. The first stage of the awakening is called the wobble. This is when reality starts to wobble. People come into your life. Things come into your life. You won't catch the wobble until after the wobble has turned into the full-blown awakening. But if you look back to the months before your awakening process began, you will see little things planted into the reality, maybe the beginning of those synchronicities. When my avatar was about three months from waking up, a man told me at a party after a rave as I was doing lines of ketamine and he was doing whippets that he was sent from Hawaii to tell me that schizophrenia is not what people think it is. And because this was the wobble, this was pre-awakening, I was not looking for this sort of stuff at all. I just thought, man, maybe I should be doing whippets instead of ketamine. He seems to be on some good shit. The next stage is split up into different stages depending on the choice that you made. Now, historically, if you woke up any time previous to 2017, it was often via a jump cut. A jump cut would be a near-death experience, some sort of big traumatic shift in your reality, a psychedelic trip could be considered a jump cut, something where there was one significant event that changed the course of your relating in reality. Because of how dense everything was when everyone else was asleep, the jump cuts were necessary to jar you out before the mass awakening began around 2017. So if you woke up in the kind of 2000, 2001, it was probably something pretty dramatic. 2012 maybe could have been more of a carrot or allegory, which we'll get into next. Uh, the next type of awakening template is the carrot. So this could be a dead loved one that connects you to the other side, a broken heart, a relationship you're trying to get back into, um, some sort of external enemy, a physical illness will often take you to a long-term physical illness, will often take you through this process. Mental disturbances can take you to this process. i feeling extremely disillusioned or uh, a deep-seated kind of boredom mixed with homesickness will sometimes lead you through this process. The carrot and the allegory are not terribly different, but they are different phases of the awakening or different ways that the awakening can manifest. The allegory is often the experience in the, in the physical reality that you are projecting your awakening onto. So this can be wanting to leave a job. What you're actually experiencing on a higher level is wanting to leave the, the matrix, right? Wanting to leave the programmed reality, but you're projecting that onto your job because you don't have the category of reason or the the language for this yet. You don't, you don't know what's happening. So you're projecting onto that leaving a relationships. Politics can be something that people project a lot of their awakening on. We've seen a lot of that lately. It was, we're kind of like rejecting the programmed unconscious reality in the reflection of whatever we think is happening in the physical reality, your relationship with art and creativity, the relationship with your own health, 
so on and so forth. This phase of the allegory, uh, 18 months to three years, depending on how fast this goes, uh, a twin flame dynamic is a popular Ascension template. This is where you feel some connection to someone in a relationship that's difficult and it forces you to go inside and find things about yourself. These are all reflections that we use to kind of snap ourselves out of it. Uh, the next phase of the awakening, uh, once again, these are not linear. These do not happen to everybody. You'll find a little bit of yourself in here somewhere, um, is the visceral. This is where the awakening gets pretty bonkers. This is usually relatively early in it. Many people experience this as a psychotic break. Uh, whether or not you do a stint in the psych ward will be determined by how you handle the visceral part of this. Now that there are already so many people who've already been through this process, this new kind of batch of mass awakenings will hopefully involve less of this because this new batch will have support because there will be a lot of people around, hopefully. But no shame. Listen, no shame. I did a little stint during this phase. I went to the psych ward. I said, listen, just I met... There's aliens talking to me. I, the reality is not what we think it is. Like, I just turn it off. Whatever you got to do, turn it off. I want to go back to the other thing. And they gave me a lot of meds. They gave me a lot of meds. It didn't, unfortunately, turn it off. It did not turn it off. It slowed it down. Not like it stopped happening. It just was literally recorded in slow motion. So this is in no way, in, in no way saying don't seek out um, mental health help. Do not use this podcast as an excuse to stop taking your meds. None of that. Nobody is saying any of that. Uh, synchronicities are a big part of the visceral synchronicity so loud that you feel like everyone else can see them. I promise you they cannot. People will seem like they're in on it. You will feel like people are looking at you as if they are in on it. Strangers are saying things that you will experience as if they are in on it. That is because your reality is actually exclusive to you. That does not mean that the people who are at the mini mart are actually co-signing the experience that you're currently having. Try to leave them out of it. Try to leave them out of it if possible. That will just be easier for everyone. Understand that everyone is playing their own movies out of a projector coming out of their heads. We'll get into that in a later podcast. Onto the mirror of the person in front of them. You are having an awakening. It is a you experience, okay? You will probably start to see glitches in the matrix here. Uh, synchronicities mean numbers showing up. One, 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 one will be every two, 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 two. Uh, someone will say something about an aardvark. And the next thing you know, there's 20 aardvark references throughout the day. A lot of this is just how reality works. It's when you start to tune into it, you realize that it's just patterns and fractals everywhere. Don't make huge life decisions based on synchronicities. Don't make any life decisions while you're in this phase, okay? This is essentially you've jumped out of the plane and you're tied up in the parachute and haven't landed yet. This will not last forever. It has happened in waves for a certain people going through certain types of awakenings. Just try to stay in a little bit and center 
if you can try to stay calm, uh, this part doesn't last forever. It kind of does last forever, but after a while you just go, synchronicities are a thing. Reality is a bunch of loops and fractals and patterns in spirals inside of themselves. And I just can see it now and it's not a big deal. And it's not telling me to go tell my boss that he's a lizard. I don't need to do that. It seems like reality is telling me to do that, but I do not actually need to do that. Part of the reason that this is difficult is because you are coming from a reality really based in external authority. So someone outside of you has been telling you your entire life, what is real, what is right, what is wrong. And part of this process is breaking out of that. And it's very easy to then project that need for a, a mommy or a daddy to tell you what to do onto the ether. But the ether is just reflecting back to you what you are already experiencing. Do not take synchronicities at this phase as a message to do something outlandish, okay? This is outlandish enough. We don't need to take outlandish action. Really, no action at this point. The next phase is the scavenger hunts. This is where you will feel a deep need to seek information. Uh, this will be podcasts, books, lectures, whatever, this ravenous need to download data will last three to five years for most people. This may be shifting as it gets faster and a lot of this stuff becomes less mysterious and more mainstream, but there is an addictive nature to the scavenger hunts. We talked about a couple episodes ago as the scavenger hunt portion of your awakening starts to wind down, there can be a little bit of a depression uh, because it is, it's addicting. It is, you're getting aha, 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 aha. Every five minutes, it's fucking fun. You love it. Enjoy it while you're in it. It's fine. Uh, people will find you irritating as hell during this phase for two reasons. You can't pay attention to anything but this stuff and you can't shut the fuck up about this stuff. The other reason is because the next phase of the awakening is the expert, the expert. Uh, for some reason, every time you get a new piece of information from a new book or a new podcast, uh, you believe yourself to be an expert immediately. My avatar is extremely guilty of this. So I have a lot of experience with it. Um, you're not, you don't have, you don't know, you don't know what's going on. The next phase is the evangelist, the expert and the evangelist kind of go hand in hand. There will be a real burning desire to cram your new information down the throats of everyone around you. It's not helping. It's truly not helping. Nobody can hear you. Nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. And you also, you don't know. You just listen to a podcast, you know, and then you followed up with a YouTube video and now you're screaming that the sky is falling. No, nobody else can see it. Don't just shh, shh. It's okay. It's all right. Pipe down a little bit. This is another great time. It's a, it, listen, I so glad I did not go through this process while social media was available. You don't have to, you don't, you were raised on propaganda 
movies where it was like, if we could just get the truth to the newspaper before it prints the Monday episode, then everyone would know the truth. But that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. People believe the truth they want to believe. They only seek out information that confirms the truth they want to believe. That is a million times amplified when it comes to awakening and consciousness. It has to be triggered for each individual. You're going to sound nuts. You're going to just shh. Nobody, it's fine. It's fine. Also, save yourself a lot of embarrassment because you're not what you know to be true today because you just read a book. You're not, you're going to believe the opposite of it. That's this whole thing. It's back and forth, back and forth, this and that. Speaking of which, you're going to go to a phase where you think you're Jesus. You're not. You are kind of because we're all the same thing. We're all aspects of one thing. So we are actually all of them. That's why you identify with them. But a phase of the awakening is the Jesus phase and then the Satan phase. This is very amplified for people who are indoctrinated as children. So if you have religious indoctrination, a lot of this process for you is going to come up through religious allegory. You're not Jesus. You're not Satan. You're not the Antichrist. That's the thing. That's another one to maybe keep to yourself. Most people know to keep that one to yourself, but you will feel extremely important during this process. You will feel like I am the only one who has ever gone through this before. I have been sent. I have a major calling. I am Neo. I am Jesus. I am the savior. That's all just bullshit. It's just, you have a lot of things going. You have a lot of programming, a lot of propaganda in there. You got uh, a health, uh, I wouldn't say healthy dose, an unhealthy dose of internalized capitalism. So you run a lot of this information through old stuff that's not even going to exist in 10 years. Settle down. This is about you coming out of the deep, deep sea of unconsciousness and remembering who you are for you, for you. You will eventually be of service to the collective. Um, that's not going to be quite as grandiose as you feel like it is when you're early in this process. That brings me to the next phase of the awakening is the uh, late to work phase. Um, you will feel like six weeks into this, six months into this, I need to hurry up and get to work. That's that, that's that internalized capitalism. So, like, it's just, you, everything's about productivity and it's, that's, it's the old thing. It's the old thing we're coming out of. The thing we're going into is far more based on rest and vibing and imagination and flow and things when the timing is right. It's fine. You're not late to work. You woke up exactly when you wanted to wake up. We've been handling it thus far without your contribution. Go ahead and take a minute and let the paint dry a little bit. Another phase, I don't know if we'll be doing this phase, but this was big for people who woke up decades ago, is a little nap, a little nap or two. At some point, you might completely check out. You might, you might go, you know what, never mind. The, the world is 10,000 years old. I am going back to, the, I'm an, or I'm an atheist. This is only one lifetime. Or I just completely can't remember any of this shit. I am... Um, 
you know, uh, spending all my time and energy on my corporate job, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It couldn't matter less in this process. You're already, you're going to go to sleep and wake up a million times, a million times. You are going to get a huge amount of information. It's going to make so much sense. You're going to be kind of high on that. And then you're going to come crashing back down to reality. And then you're going to have to live in reality for a bit and integrate it. And then you'll float back up and then you'll get a huge amount of information and you'll feel like you know everything again. And then you'll come crashing back down to reality. And you're going to have to learn how to show your work. You're going to get the info and then you're going to integrate the info. This part takes five years. I don't know. Might get shorter. Might get shorter as it becomes more mainstream. I have no idea. It's okay to go to sleep. You cannot fuck this process up. You cannot fuck this process up. You are going to make mistakes as you should, as you should. You are remembering who you are. Unconsciousness, the reality that you've been in, you've just been playing in a game of sleep and now you're going to wake up. Imagine this as you are in a deep sea dive down, down super deep and you're slowly coming back up and then you're going to hang out on an island for a while. And then you're also going to go back into the ocean. That's another thing to keep in mind is that this is a temporary ascension, descension thing gets done all the time. Gets done all the time. It couldn't fucking matter less. Uh, another phase that many, many people go through in their awakening is the conspiracy theorist phase. This is the phase where you believe everything is a lie. Every single thing is a lie. You're questioning every single thing. My avatar stared directly at the sun for three hours during this phase. Um, I can confirm that it does, in fact, it does, it hurts your eyes. It, I have already confirmed that so that you do not need to confirm that. Try to, yeah, do a little work on the nervous system healing alongside of the conspiracy theorist stuff. It is true that a lot is a lie. It is true that as a lot is a lie, a lot is propaganda. It's not real healthy to spend an enormous amount of time on this from the perspective of doing anything about it. Have you ever known just a liar? Just a liar that makes things up? Have you ever tried to call them on it? It just makes it worse. So... It's usually just best to go, yeah, that's not really true, but okay. You're going to get to a point where you are consciously creating reality in a way that this is not going to matter. So make sure that you are working on your nervous system. People can get stuck in the conspiracy theory phase. And I just said that you can't fuck this up, but you can kind of fuck this up. You can definitely make it a hell of a lot less fun. Uh, the net, another phase, this one's not for everybody, the, the perpetual healer. Now, there is a necessary amount of healing your shit that needs to happen. You have a lot of programming, you have trauma, you have codependency, you have worker bee virtues, which I talk about on Soberish, where you're kind of programmed from birth to do things you don't want to do, to run on a hamster wheel, to chase things outside of yourself. You have to heal a lot of that stuff. You have to become aware of that stuff. Healing will come for you. Healing will show up and take a shit on the dinner table. And then you, you know, your, your stuff, your stuff will show up and make a spectacle of something. And then you can heal it. 
You do not need to be just a perpetual healer. You do not need to finish healing before you do anything good for anyone else. You know, it is just kind of an ongoing process. The majority of it to get to a place of like self-awareness in which you are operating as a part of one big imagination. I don't know. Five years. It's not, it's not a really long time, especially now that it's so much of it's been done. You may have done a lot of this work already social consciousness, environmental consciousness, you know, uh, codependency work. A lot of people have been doing this work before they ever had the schizophrenic break that is awakening. Other phases, and then I'm going to get out of here. These don't happen for everybody. Uh, I am a deity. I am uh, the god Ra. I am uh, Thor, or what? Is Thor a god? I think that might just be from a superhero movie. I am whatever. It, you're not. You're just not. You may be existing on the frequency of that energy, which is cool. You're running, like, I'm running, uh, you know, Zeus thing right now. I don't know anything about anything, so I don't know if these are offensive gods to bring up, but you're just not. You're not the manifestation of one. You're not. It's fine. It's a common phase. Keep that one to yourself. Uh, killing your ego. This is going to be a whole episode on this coming up. Stop it. Stop it. Your ego is how you experience the reality. You kill your ego, you're going to be fucking depressed and unmotivated. We'll talk about that in the next one, but don't. Stop shaming your ego. It's fine. Um, I have transcended. No, you haven't. You may have leveled up. I, trans, you're not. You're living. You're living. It's fine. You don't need to. You don't need to. There's no judgment outside of the constructs of the game. That's it. Unconsciousness has all of this good, bad, right, wrong, light, dark, high vibe, low vibe. Like none of this shit fucking matters. You are what you are and you are an expression of the giant imagination and it doesn't matter. It really couldn't matter less. You're waking up because you're ready to take a break from unconsciousness. The unconsciousness is starting to just kind of eat itself. So just taking a break and being conscious for a little bit. You're coming up out of that deep water, you're gonna sit on the island. You don't have to transcend anything, relax. Uh, Earth is a prison is a phase. This goes along with the conspiracy theory stuff. Sure, unconsciousness is a prison, kind of. Uh, beings are pretty, uh, they're a liability when they are unconscious. Things are, are, are wacky, it gets parasitic, it gets bad, it gets yucky. It's not, if everyone's conscious, it's not a prison. So that's a way to look at it. It's a perspective. It's a bummer. Seems odd to leave the perspectives and become a conscious creator and then choose to have that be the new story. Do you, but, you know, follow your bliss. But that uh, seems like a bummer to me. Uh, there is no point. So this is the nihilistic phase of the awakening. This often comes in between multiple phases of the awakening there. Nothing matters is a, it's a liberating. It's a liberating statement. You're coming out of infant, like a shit ton of lifetimes of believing that everything matters so much. And you are now finding out that it doesn't, which means all this stupid shit you used to worry about. It doesn't matter. You're free. You're free. But sometimes it feels like, what's the point? And that is when the old programming of chase something outside of you, consumer, 
you know, um, worker bee virtues, codependency, whatever, is starting to kind of fall away. And it's so much of your identity that it makes you feel hopeless. We are also in kind of a collective process right now that feels like the in-between and the new thing isn't here yet. So these are pretty common feelings. Go through them. It's a phase. It doesn't last forever. Um, another phase is I'm spiritual guy, you know, a lot of people who do the, I have no ego just traded in for a spiritual ego. The ego is basically the identity of the character you're playing. Uh, there are a lot of preconceived notions of what makes somebody spiritual. Spiritual just means you have a spirit, which everyone does. So congrats. Uh, you can be a douche about it if you'd like, or you can just be fucking normal, whatever. Uh, post-awakening depression is something that happens around the end of the scavenger hunt for most people. It's when you get it, you get the gist, you get the gist. And it's not mind-blowing every day anymore. And you may feel like, well, now what? Because you go from a cog in the wheel to getting your mind completely blown out for many people and everything. Then you project all of this potential. And that potential does exist. But then at some point you land and you have to reconcile that the potential exists within you. And that it requires you to become an active role in that. Nobody's going to hand it to you. Uh, uh, utopia exists through the collective decision to experience utopia. And you're a part of that. And it's not uncommon to feel a little depressed at this point. Um, everyone else is an NPC. Just say that you're lonely. Just say that you're afraid that you're crazy and you feel alone in this process. We don't have to Sure, maybe. Maybe what we think NPCs are are just people playing other games. We're not in their game. They're not in our game. So we can't really perceive them and they can't really perceive us. It's very easy in this process. My avatar is extremely guilty of it to other everyone else because you feel othered because you're having a uh, delightfully divine psychotic break. But it's kind of a waste of time. So do whatever you want to do. The last phases that we're going to talk about in this episode is ego deaths and voids. So every so often, I mean, honestly, it's every six weeks at this point for many people, you are going to shed a huge portion of who you believed yourself to be because that is the uh, that is the toy at the bottom of the cereal box is getting to the bottom of who you are. What are you? And you have a lot of ideas of who you are. It's my, I'm my job. I'm my relationships. I'm my status. I'm my material possessions. I'm my personality. Then you find out your personality is just a bunch of defense mechanisms and things you created to try to stay safe. You're going to have to shed these in order to experience intimacy and vulnerability and become more self-aware. And every time you shed these, you're going to go into a little bit of a void, a little bit of a fully formed caterpillar sitting in a cocoon with wet wings and that feels fucking weird tricks for getting out of the void cut your hair get your nose pierced change your wardrobe move you know shake things up move the furniture around in your environment 
give give a new ego and an opportunity to manifest. Uh, coming up, who knows if these will actually come out because I have a lot of plans and a lot of them don't come to fruition. We're going to talk about the different parts of you. What's happening right now is you're expanding into a bigger version of yourself. You're not changing from one small version of yourself to a different small version of yourself. You're not changing from unconscious guy to awake guy. You're changing to all of these aspects of yourself. And we're going to do individual episodes on those aspects of yourself. That's it. I'm currently afraid that I shouted through the beginning of this episode and that this audio is going to be unusable. If you go to jessery.com, you can sign up for the Patreon. That's a much more serious version. For the $5 tier, you can get all of the past episodes. I am intermittently doing sessions and readings, but I only put them up a couple weeks in advance. So you just have to check back to that a lot. I do have an abundance course. If you don't have the money to pay for the abundance course, because why would you need an abundance course? You can get it for free and pay for it after it works for you. Merch, whatever, all of it, jessareed.com. Music is by Mark Pontius. You can find him at Suitnop, which is his name spelled backwards with a five instead of an S. Speaking of scavenger hunts, the opening song featured New Mangoes as well. You can find them at New Mangoes on Instagram. And you, Mangoes. I actually don't know how to spell Mangoes. All right, that's it. Goodbye. <laughs>